0: Hands up if you have ever emotionally discounted a client. Yep. That's where I'm going this week. We're going to talk about that that feeling that you get in your stomach where you're just you just want to help someone out or you're scared of the price and then you just go and dock 20 bucks off, you know? Or maybe it's maybe it's a little bit more. Maybe you calculate what their their service should be and you're like, "Whoa, I can't I can't tell them that number." We're diving into why and how to move past, why we emotionally discount, and how to move past it in this episode of The Anxious Creative. So buckle up, friends. This is going to be a good one. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. All right. So to be honest, I got to start out with a little personal thing here. I'm currently on day six of a six day juice cleanse and if you can hear it in my voice, I'm tired I'm ready to eat. Um, it's been a really really good experience and as you I was gonna say as a lot of as a lot of you listeners may know but clearly by the title of this podcast you know I struggle with anxiety anxiety has been something that has been part of my life for quite a long time and I've actually found through doing this cleanse um, it's really helped get it like at a lower place. It's not completely gone, but it's amazing what eliminating um, you know, toxins and sugars and all that sort of stuff. I eliminated caffeine from my diet um, five years ago now, which is so crazy. I think five years ago. Um, and so yeah, that's where I'm at today. <laughs> Just a little personal thing. Anyway, Let's talk about emotional discounting, friend, okay? I know you've been guilty of it. I have too. And let me take you back to around 2010. I had recently just started my own salon. I was so excited. I had been a commissioned stylist for nine years. I had lived in Canada, in the UK, in Australia. I had worked all over the globe um, doing hair, and I was just ready to do things my own way. It's a whole nother story to talk about the circumstances of why I ended up leaving, Um it was just a situation where the salon was was great until the boss that was awesome sold it and then sold it and the new owner came in and changed a lot of things, um, put blame on a lot of us us uh, stylists and it wasn't just just wasn't unhealthy and then there was like other factors anyway. TMI, Don already on a tangent within like the first minute of this podcast. Um, But it's funny how I would have never just to keep on this tangent just for a hot sec. So stay with me. Um, To stay on this tangent, Um, I would have never, I always wanted to be my own boss. And this is for all the employers out there listening to this. I always wanted to be my own boss, but I had it too good to leave. My boss, Tony was amazing. Like she, obviously there's times where like, people annoy you but like she worked together with me i remember wanting to take six weeks off to go to australia and she was like yeah like obviously i'm not going to be making any I, I need some money to be made in the salon i can't just have an empty chair not creating income i got to pay my bills but like how can we make this work what can you do for me and she always was solution based rather than just shutting things down and saying no we had benefits because we were a bigger salon, which is such a great thing if you have if you have the capability to have benefits for your staff. It was too good to leave. And I worked hard for her because she showed her appreciation for me. And it was amazing. And I have to say, if she wouldn't have sold the salon, I would have probably never left that salon. And so in a way, that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, but then I went out on my own, right? I had an idea to I, I wasn't happy at work. Um, there was weird stuff going on with with my boss and a relative of hers, and I was getting like nasty Facebook messages from my boss's sister in- law. It was it was weird, you guys. It was so weird. Um, and so it was less than ideal. And I loved my clients and I loved doing hair, but I just wanted to do things differently and I needed a healthier work environment. So in 2010, I opened up my own salon and all of a sudden I went from being in a big salon with probably about, I think, 10 or 15 stylists and a spa, so estheticians as well, having a full-time receptionist, you know, color orders being done to all of a sudden seeing all my money come into my bank account, which felt great. Like seeing the the lump sum rather than a paycheck for the commission, I was like, hot dang. But all of a sudden I was the person taking the money from my customers. No longer was I just telling the front desk, like, oh, this is what the charge is. No longer was I able to just go to the back and mix up color. No, I had to put my color away when it came in. So I was now doing the job of three people, right? You need to remember that when you go out on your own. But the hardest thing that I found was taking the money from my clients. All of a sudden, I had to see the look on their face. All of a sudden, I had to see them reaching into their wallet. All of a sudden, I felt dirty. I had a weird relationship with money. And I felt like I was gouging them. I felt like they thought I was reaching into their pocket and putting it directly into my pocket. I wasn't, I, I never took the time to understand my finances. Like even that statement, understand my finances, I don't know about you, but that kind of like almost gives me chills. Like, uh, uh, like what, that sounds scary and hard and I'm just a hairstylist. And that's where that weird narrative comes in from my past of someone once demeaning this industry, demeaning our career, and I let that stick and grow and fester until I got to the point where I felt like I believed it myself, that I'm not smart enough, that I'm not good enough. Finances are hard. I don't do them. I don't pay attention to them because it's not my forte. And I get that, that wanting to do that. I get that, like wanting to brush it aside and just say, I'm not good at it. But guess what? There's so many people out there that have learned and you can learn to and it's not that hard. I really, really recommend the book Profit First. It's great for us creatives. Um, My accountant even isn't like super on board with it, but they allow me to function that way because I'm like, this is, I need to be the owner of my business. So That's two tangents so far, isn't it? So when I started taking money from my clients, I felt weird. I never like salon scale, which another, another amazing product out there that you should definitely go check out. It didn't exist. I had no idea what the cost of my services were like a color service was costing me. I just knew that I was taking money from my client. I knew I had rent. I knew I had bills. I knew I had product I had to buy, back bar, like I had cleaning supplies, like all the things. I knew those costs existed, but I never thought about the fact that that is like a percentage, like that my clients are paying for that as well. They're not just paying for their hair. They're paying for my entire space. That's how my space creates revenue. That's how the bills are getting paid. And so the one thing I just banked on was like, uh, what am I worth? But it's not just what you're worth. It's what your business is costing you as well. And you need to be a smart person with business. You know, you can't just like, well, my business cost me this much because I went and bought this like $10,000 fancy schmancy thing. But we need to factor that in. And so I had this really weird mindset and relationship with money thinking it was like, Ugh, and this number, we all have this number, right? Like you're thinking that the number that if you charge someone above it, you feel weird about, can you think of your number right now? Like what number feels weird? And my number for the longest time was $200, $200. I, if someone's appointment went over $200. I felt so icky about it. And so I remember a time when a client decided to buy like five products and I, then their, their price, maybe their hair was like 190 bucks. I don't remember, but it was under 200, but then their five products took them like way over 200. And I felt so weird telling them it's like $275 or something like that. I was like, so I actually discounted their service price because I didn't want to tell them with their retail added on. I felt so uncomfortable around money. Like, I just like, I was like, can I hire someone just to be here for like the five minutes of every time someone checks out? Like I hated taking the money from my clients. I didn't know how to have a conversation around it. And like everything, you've probably heard me say this before if you've been here a while, Everything I teach comes from a, from a failure I've had. And I want you to know that. I want you to know that because I don't blow smoke up your ass around here. You guys, if you've been here a while, you know. I don't just give you, like, I have been in the trenches with you. I have done the things. I'm not ever going to be an educator who doesn't speak on experience. And if you're asking me a question and I don't have experience, I will fully let you know. I've been there. I know how gross that felt. So it's easy, it's easy to say, like, do this, this, and this right? And it's easy to know do this, but I get that that feeling that we've had, right? Like I've been there and I continue to see clients for that exact reason is I always want to be someone who knows and understands how much deeper it is than just like do this, then this, then this. Yes, we want the step-by-step. Of course, we want to know what to do, but we also want to know how do we formulate our words, How do we say it with kindness, compassion, and empathy, right? I didn't know how to have conversations about money. I wouldn't tell people the price until the very end of the appointment. It was so, I ran my business terribly in the beginning because I had no idea. I had no insight and there was no one sharing this information in our industry. And that's why I'm going on another tangent here. That's why I'm here helping you because I want to be the person I wish I would have had. I want to be completely transparent with everything that I've done and everything I've done wrong and how to do it, how I would redo it. And so I want you to know that I, I, I get that fear of talking about money, but if you, in, in my program, Rock Your Consultation, I actually break it down, how to have the money conversation at the beginning, which eases so much anxiety, has your clients trusting res- and respecting you more, having them understand why, like educating them. And when you realize I have this charging triangle concept, and basically what it is, is it shows like the money goes from your client to your business, Your business then pays its bills. And if there's anything left over, you get paid. And so when we start to remember, when you take that money from that client's hand, when you take their credit card and put it in your machine, whatever it is, It's not going to you. It's going to your business. You need to separate yourself from your business. We get so tied in, especially like, and this goes for social media too. You need to separate yourself from your social media. If you're a personal brand, still great. Still have some boundaries of what you share, what you don't share. Maybe create an alter ego so you can show up. Um, You really need that separation. So the money goes from your client to the business. The business then needs to pay its bills. And then if there's anything left and I have this really cool calculator inside of my business program, rock your business, where it shows people exactly what they need to be charging per hour in order just to cover their bills. And then it shines light on like, holy crap, this service I am losing money on. It actually costs my business money to do this service. It's really eye opening. It's really, really cool. You only plug in a few numbers and it calculates everything for you. It's like one of the most coveted lessons inside of rock your business. And so understanding and having the conversation is huge. And knowing that you're not taking that money directly, it's not going into your pocket, you're not going and buying something. And I think a lot of times when we've been like a heavily cash um, business, when we've actually, you know, some some clients pay in cash, maybe you work from home and you take cash, we feel like that money goes directly into our pocket, right? And maybe some of you are directly putting in your pocket and not claiming it. And I'm not here to get onto that topic at all. But- if you really want to get a good understanding understand your costs and what your business costs you to run every day every hour every minute and when you understand that it takes the emotional discounting away it helps you get confidence and here's the thing when you go see and I have this post on Instagram I said your doctor a lawyer or a therapist doesn't give you a discount when you've had a bad day so why do you? And I want you to think about that for a second because I'm not comparing us to doctors, lawyers, or therapists. Those are all very different jobs. But like, let's talk about therapists for a second. They hear about a lot of people's bad days. They hear about a lot of shitty situations, right? And they know that they're the professional and that's what they're there for. And so I want you to remember when a client comes in and sits in your chair and starts talking about how broke they are, maybe they're trying to manipulate you, but maybe they're just talking to you like a friend, Or when they tell you how their partner got laid off or things have been rough, they're in your chair knowing full well. They booked their appointment knowing full well that they will pay you for your service. Can you go above and beyond for them because you love and care for them? Absolutely. But giving a discount isn't always the best way. That's not always a way to show people appreciation and love. And you're not required to. And know if someone's telling you that things have been tough or they're broke or X, Y, Z. There's there is the possibility and percentage that they could be trying to manipulate or manipulate you or ask for a discount. But instead of assuming they're asking for a discount, instead of assuming they can't afford it, remember that they booked their appointment with you knowing they and expecting to pay. So then I want you to, if you want to show appreciation, find another way because here's the light bulb moment. Is let's talk about the five love languages for a second. There's gifts, acts of service, physical touch. Quality time and words of affirmation. I was really thinking I usually always forget one of them, but those just rolled off my tongue really quick. Gifts, acts of service, physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. Now, I want you to think about how do you feel loved? I feel loved by quality time, and quality and quality conversation is a sub-thing of that. If you've never read the book, The Five Love Languages, I highly suggest you do. And so I like to use the example of of my dad, because my dad is very much an acts of service person. And I remember as a kid once being like, dad, why don't you come home? You're always at work so late. And I found out later that he was at work building this dollhouse for me that I got for Christmas. And like that was him. And I, and I know my dad loves me obviously, but it was like, um, it was like we were speaking different languages. I just wanted him to spend time with me. And that's still my love language, right? But for him to show him, show me that he loved me was to do stuff for me. And it was like, oh, he's showing me he loves me. I'm not feeling like, I'm, like it's happening because we're talking two different languages. And so I know the reason why. The reason why I share that story is because we give emotional discounts as a way to try to like love on our clients, like to, to show them we care, to help them out. But really, when I do a poll of people and ask them, what's your love language? How do you feel loved? Gifts is one of the lesser, lesser ones. It's one of the ones that like people don't mention as much. And yet a gift of an emotional discount, for some reason, we automatically go to. We automatically think that we should give a, a discount when giving a um, uh, act like doing something a little extra for them. Giving them an extra long scalp massage, giving them some extra time if you've got time after them to just sit and talk with them, or building them up with words, that can be huge. Or a gift can be a sample size or a product. Giving someone a product that's maybe retails at $20 but you buy it for $10 gives them a gift of something as well as maybe they'll buy it again later and it costs you less but stop thinking you need to discount your services. When you discount your service, you show people that you're only actually worth that much. And then what happens next time when they come in when they have a bad day? I know someone, one of you that's listening out there right now, is like, "Yeah, I got in my cycle like I gave my I gave my friend a discount because they're my friend and now they come every 6 weeks and I'm losing money and what do I say and what do I do? We've never had the conversation." It's all it boils down to communication and that's really what my program, Rock Your Consultation, is all about how to set up those things in the beginning. And it's not too late to restart it with your existing clients, right? You set that up in the beginning, a really firm, strong foundation of how they're going to trust and respect you and be loyal to you and treat you with authority. And they're going to trust you and you're going to show up. You want to be treated like the professional. We got to show up like the professionals, And I know it's hard. I know I'm not going to say, I'm never going to tell you something's going to be easy. Now, hard as in, is it going to be painful? No, not at all. May, will it make you a little uncomfortable at times? Probably. But you know what? You're a big freaking deal and you can do hard things. I know you can. I know it because I was there too. I was terrified to have the conversation. I was terrified to tell someone their price. I was terrified to tell them I was no longer going to be giving them the discount because they didn't even know they were getting a discount in the first place. Right, One of the biggest comments I got, I I shared this comment once and I didn't even know I said it, but I said, no one will thank you for a gift they didn't know they got. If you're giving special treatment to people, if you're giving emotional discounts, but people don't even know it, they just think that's the cost of the hair. And you start to build up resentment and anger and frustration. And maybe you don't even admit to yourself that you're feeling frustrated, but under the surface, you're like, Why? Why? Because you just are too scared to have an honest conversation. It's not confrontational. It's just an honest conversation. So I hope that's gotten the wheels turning for you a little bit, starting to think about how your communication is different. How could you talk about money up front? Now, if you want help with that, if you want a proven step-by-step plan and guide of exactly how to do that, I want to invite you to go check out my program, Rock Your Consultation. DonBradley.com/ryc. Go check it out. See if it's something that you're into. I think you will love it. I have so many students that swear on it. It gives you exact consultation form of how to set up the relationship with your clients moving forward so that they are wanting to pay you more, that you're not scared to charge what you're worth and what you should, and that you can stop emotional discounting today. All right, friend. This has been an amazing hangout. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I had a blast. I can't wait to hear to hear from you. I can't wait to jump into your ear ear earpods airpods. Wow. I was trying to make this a smooth close, but you know, your girl done awkward as as, as heck. Yeah. I'm just making it worse. It's been a blast. We'll talk to you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, if you feel like a friend or family member could benefit, it, benefit from it, go ahead and share this. The more, the merrier. Let's make a movement together. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd love if you left me a review. All right, friend, we'll see you next week. Bye.